Uh, sit down for one minute. I'm not going to preach. I've, I changed sermons about four times tonight. But I want to read this prophecy from Dad Hagen, or part of it. So just take just a few minutes so we won't keep you any longer than necessary. But the scripture I want to read to you, then I'll read the prophecy from Dad Hagen that came out a number of years ago. And Ephesians 5 and verse 15 it says, see that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Verse 16, redeeming the time. In other words, realizing the urgency of this time. It's an urgent time, important time in your life and in the will of God. So he says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Then he says, and be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. How many want the will of the Lord for your life? He said, well, you can understand exactly his will, his plan and purpose for your life. And then he says, and don't be drunk with wine, where it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Yeah. Be being filled, actually a vessel prepared for the Lord, sanctification a vessel of honor involves, number one, a cleansing, cleansing by the blood and an emptying, but the temple was not sanctified until it was filled. So there's a cleansing and then there's a filling where the glory of God fills the house and you're filled with the Spirit of God and filled with the presence of God. And then he says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Well, we've been doing that tonight. Amen. So there's uh, more than just one way to be filled. Amen. You can be filled while you're worshiping, you know, and singing and magnifying the Lord and praying in the Holy Ghost. But when he says, see that you walk circumspectly, then the word circumspect is kind of, the word circum means in a circle, around. Spec means to inspect. So it means don't be reckless and don't be ignorant. Uh, be inspecting what's around you and understand that the days are evil, that you have an adversary of the devil, that he'll set traps for you to try to hinder you and try to stop you. So he says, be circumspect. I mean, when my daughter, you know, as she was younger, and even nowadays, she's got five kids now. Um, but, I, you know, I said, understand what's going on in our society. I mean, when you, when you come out of a mall or when you come out of a grocery store, you don't be ignorant walking around with your phone and not paying attention to what's around you. When you come out, you know you're watching what's around you. Because you have, uh, uh, the devil has strategies that come against you. And we cover you with the blood, so I'm not telling you to be afraid, but I'm just telling you do not ignore the days and what's going on around you. Be ready, be prepared, know what you're going to do, and know what's going on, what's going on to the right, to the left, and other cars in the parking lot. Imagine if you were in Iraq or somewhere. Come on, if you were there on a mission and you would know that you're in the enemy's territory and you can lose your life just because you don't pay attention. Right? So Paul is saying, you know, thank God for all he's done for us in Christ. He says, but be circumspect and understand 
the strategies of the devil against your life. Come on, and he has traps. Uh, but Wigglesworth said, when you're filled with the Spirit, you can miss a thousand pitfalls. How many are glad you missed some tonight while you're just in the presence of the Lord getting filled? Amen? Be circumspect. Be accurate. It even means that. In other words, there's a time in your life when God will allow a general will for your life. But as you go on, he expects you to become more accurate. Come on in what he's called you to do and the door and the assignment on your life to be more accurate. How many believe God can get you in a more accurate place of his gift and calling and plan for your life? So a number of years ago, Dad Hagen had this prophecy, and actually I had it on another piece of paper, and I totally wore it out. And, um, and then I misplaced it, you know, and so it has worn out, all worn out. So I, I told a pastor, a friend of mine, I said, you know, man, I... I have wore that thing out and I lost it. I used to keep my Bible. And he said, well, look, I got a copy of it. So he gave me a copy of it. So I'm going to read it to you real quickly here because he's talking about the move of the Spirit. And there's more pages. I'll just read a part of it. And he says, uh, um, understand what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. And he says, and be faithful in the place you're set in, but also be faithful in prayer, seeking the Lord. And then here's the prophecy. This is really interesting. He said, just ahead there are some great and glorious things, marvelous things. In fact, if it were told some of you, it would be difficult for you to accept it. All right, let's go over that one more time. He said, just ahead there are some great and glorious and marvelous things. He said, if somebody told you that was going to happen, he said, you'd have a difficulty even believing it. Wow. Amen. So he said, your mind at this present stage would not allow you to accept it. But just ahead in the realm of the Spirit, there are some great and glorious and marvelous and wonderful things. And in fact, all of those adjectives do not really describe and do not even begin. Well, I'd say you're moving into some days of glory. Amen. Amen. He said, but that cannot take place without you as an individual taking your place in the realm and in the area of prayer. And without a good part of the body of believers praying and taking their place in prayer to make intercession or it won't happen. Many won't do it, but don't let that bother you. There are some who will be faithful. He said, for at the same time that God has great Glorious, marvelous things, things that will happen in the spirit realm, be manifested in the seen realm. Things beyond the comprehension of most of you standing here. Hallelujah. We serve mighty God. He's going to have the last word. Come on, in your life and in nations and in our generation. And he's just looking for vessels, come on, that'll say, Lord, have your way, your will, my life. Come on, in this atmosphere of the glory of God, I've been in atmospheres like this, and, 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 and uh, three angels, you know, angels are all over the place when you're in the glory of God and the presence of God. Angels walked right up to me in a meeting like this. I was just sitting on the platform. Three angels walked right up to me. 
One of them had a uh, appointment book, like uh, I've got these uh, things appointed for you. I've got a calendar, so you can't follow your plan. You're gonna have to find out what my plan is because I've got some appointments, and everybody in here, God's got some appointments yeah. for you. Come on, you will not live in disappointment. You will live in divine appointment. Yeah. God has some appointments for you and a plan for your life. Well, that one angel, he showed me, he showed me that calendar. He said, I got some places I'm going to put you in the right place at the right time with the right people, and I'm going to open a door that no man can shut. And I went, glory to God. How many believe God's doing that for you? Come on, things that have kind of been out of order, he's just bringing that right into order. How many just give him thanks? Say, Lord, you're getting me in the right place at the right time. Amen. With the right people. Amen. And then the, the, the next angel, he had a manuscript, and uh, he told me, you are supposed to write the things that I have given you. Well, at that point, I hadn't written any books, none. And he said, I want you to write them. And so every time he would tell me to write the things, now I don't know if we got 10 or 15, I don't even know how many books, and we're working on three new ones right now. But anyway, we've got them in uh, what... Uh, how many different languages? I don't know, 15, 20 uh, different countries. So, so he said, I want you to write the things I've given to you. And I just argued. I said, Lord, there's plenty of books. And it's not like there's a shortage of books. And I ain't writing none. Beside that, I'm busy preaching. Come on. And I got other stuff to do. And writing a book is a problem. It's a lot of work. So, so I said, I'm not going to write a book. So I was up in my office and I said, I ain't writing no book. And so I came down from my office downstairs and I walked out the front door and I had a, well, a hedge clipper, you know. Well, I don't ever clip the hedge. I mean, we hire guys to do that. But you can see when you're in rebellion, you just do anything. So I just came out, grabbed me some hedge clippers because I'd been trying to write a book. So I just threw it in the trash. And I went down and got me some hedge clippers. And so when I grabbed the hedge clippers and I hit the hedges there in front of my house, the first snap like that, and two red wasps came out of there and hit me right in my mouth. First, come on, first clip, boom. Bam, hit me in my mouth. As soon as they hit me, the Lord said, what'd you say? Oh. I said, I'm fixing to go write that book. Now, I tell you, my, my wife drove up the driveway just a few minutes after that happened. Boy, my lips started swelling up like that. And she started laughing at me like Bubba Gump or something. Man, my mouth, I like her. She said, what, what happened to you? I said, a wasp hit me in the mouth. I never told her the rest of the story. She heard it later on, you know. <laughs> Come on. And when you rebel against the plan of God for your life, you, something's going to hit you in the mouth. Yeah. Amen. And you better thank God it's just a wasp. <laughs> he said, I want, so I said, all right, Lord, I'm going to write that book. So I started writing it. After I wrote it, the first one, then I said, is that good enough for you? I said, I wrote it, and there it is in boxes in the garage. <laughs> I told you. All right. But, man, I'm telling you, long, long after that, Joyce Meyer ordered $100,000 worth of books for me. Distributed 40,000 Spirit of Faith books. Y'all still here? Yeah. I went, well, I guess he was right. So praise the Lord. So, 
So then I, I kept on going and writing books, writing some more today. But one of the angels just came and said, look, you know, how many of y'all believe in angels? Man, they'll show up. They're on holy ground and the fire of God and the angels. And well, they got assignments for you. I said, God has assignments for you. Amen. And some of it's beyond your comprehension. I mean, your natural mind. So the angel showed up. Anybody want to know what the third angel showed up with? <laughs> I don't even going to tell you. The third angel showed up, and you know what he had? He had an envelope full of so much money. And he said, and you will never lack for money. Because a lot of times people won't do the will of God because they're afraid they can't afford it. All right, let's try that one more time. So a lot of people say, I do the will of God, but I can't afford that. How can I ever afford that? That costs too much. But boy, when angels start going out causing the money to come in, I mean, we've angels to go out and just cause a harvest to come in. And the Lord will provide for you while you're taking steps to obey him. So don't be afraid of money. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! God has some great and marvelous things that are happening in the spirit, and they're happening tonight. Yeah. And then they will be seen in the seen realm. Yeah. But it happened in the spirit first. Yeah. And he said, beyond the comprehension, and he says, though he has that, at the same time, the enemy is making his move. Come on, the devil's not just going to sit around. He's making a move. He has a strategy. So he says this, and darkness will loom up like a mountain in front of you. What's he telling you? He says, well, the devil will make a move to try to block. And he said, it'll be like a mountain. Uh, but we have authority as a believer. That means that, that mountain's going to have to move. The Lord told me, he said, if you knew what was on the other side of your mountain, you would move it. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Amen. In other words, he said, when darkness looms up like a mountain in front of you and the devil will try to throw every kind of roadblock in front of you, every kind you can think of and some you've never thought of. He said, that's the reason you need to be alert, circumspect, be alert, watch and pray and be alert. You need in the next few months, weeks, days, and months, I should say months, to walk softly before the Lord. What does that mean, walk softly? Remember, when he was on holy ground, he said, take your shoes off. Walk softly, carefully, circumspectly. Amen, it's a new day. Walk carefully, softly before the Lord. When I say walk softly before the Lord, I mean to walk carefully before the Lord. I mean see to it that you keep yourself uncontaminated from the world and from worldly thinking. See to it that you keep yourself clean and pure in every way from every evil or unclean thought that would come your way. See that you walk carefully before the Lord, not to be in bondage, but yet to be free, knowing that the Lord has set you free. And I will not let Satan entangle me. Yeah. Go ahead and say that. I will not let Satan entangle me. 
He said, I'll not let him lay hold of my mind to cause me to think differently to what the Word of God teaches. I'll not let him lay hold of any part of my being. I will see to it that the vessel, the house, the temple, the body, which is the temple of God, is kept clean, and I will walk carefully before the Lord and give heed to the urges or promptings of the Holy Spirit. Y'all still with me here? He said, I'll walk carefully before the Lord and I'll give heed to the urges or promptings, giving heed to what he's saying here on the inside of me. So the Lord will be able to fit me, the Lord will be able to shape me, and the Lord will be able to mold me into the vessel he wanted me to be all the time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe you're coming into a season where the Lord said, now I'm able to fit you and shape you into the vessel I wanted you to be for the last 20, 30 years. He said, and, he says, and hindrances hindered you. He said, but now those hindrances will be taken out of the way. So being molded and being fitted and being framed into the very vessel he wanted you to be, then you see you can be a more perfect vessel of the Lord and through you the Spirit of God can flow like a mighty flow of water, like a river, unhindered and unimpeded by anything of the carnal fleshly nature. And that Spirit flowing out from you and through you unto others will bring life and health and healing and blessing. Woo, come on, a river of God flowing out through you is going to bring deliverance and healing to others. And he says, and there are some things I wanted to say to you, but you did not put yourself in position for me to say them. He said, things I wanted to tell you about your future and about your life, your ministry, that I wanted to tell you, but you were not in position to receive them. But now you will receive them. And you'll be glad and you'll rejoice and it's the beginning of a new day, and you will be changed into another person. Hallelujah. All right, stand on your feet. Hallelujah. Amen. Ha ha. How many believe that's the Holy Ghost talking to you right now? Just getting you ready Hallelujah. for things that are beyond your comprehension. Thank you, Lord. Amen. He said, give yourself to prayer. Yeah. Amen. Listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Keep yourself clean from the world. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yield yourself to the Holy Ghost. Yes. And he said, and get ready things beyond your comprehension. You wouldn't even, he said, if I tried to tell you what's going to happen, he said, the glory of God, the blessing of God's going to take you places you've never been before and open new doors and give you revelation. Come on and blessing that's for our generation. Woo, lift your hands up and thank you for it. Lord, we thank you for it. We receive your word. We walk in the light of your word. Thank you, Lord, for every man, every woman, every young person, every family here, that it's a new season because of the blood of Jesus. There's a cleansing and there's a filling and there's an urgency. There's an urgency knowing this time. Thank you. We'll walk circumspectly before you. We'll be careful to give you the praise and glory because you'll do things beyond what we can even ask or think. We'll just stand amazed and say, look what the Lord has done. Woo! Come on, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Woo! Come on, you just stand amazed and say, look what the Lord has done. Woo! Go ahead and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. God bless you. <laughs> Glory to God.